everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Merlo and Me. I'm your host, Linda Kamau, and today I'm joined by our first guest, my bestie. Hey. <laughs> Hi, guys. So my name is Ruby Owino. You can just call me Ruby. Some people call me Rubes. I mean, it's just up to you. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> oh, no, you can say your age and like where you are, right? My age, I'm 23. I turned 23 a few months ago. Currently, I am in Nairobi, Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, how do we know each other? Uh, I guess I could answer that. Well, Ruby and I went to the same high school. I don't think we should say the name of the school. Of course. I don't think we should say the name of the school just to be, you know, just to be... On the safe side. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get sued. So, yeah, we went to the same school in Nairobi and... After that, we both went to different universities. I went to the US and she went to Australia. So we were basically like on opposite sides of the globe, but we're still friends. Somehow with all the time difference and stuff. Yeah, like we literally maybe only see each other in person like once a year, if at all. But this is the longest. We haven't seen each other in like two years. Because like when the pandemic started, were were you at home? No, I was in Melbourne. Okay, so I studied in Melbourne, Australia. So I was in Melbourne. And then I came to visit my mom in November. Yeah. And I've been here since. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you were gone that whole... When I went... Because when I went back to Kenya, it was March, maybe April. And then I stayed until August. And then I came back here. Yeah. So that's... Yeah, so we actually just missed each other. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and now you're there. And who knows when I'm going back. Yeah, so before we dive in, we have to first introduce the bottle of wine that we're drinking for this episode so this is a virtual episode Ruby's in Kenya I'm in New York so we couldn't get the exact same bottle but we got the same type of wine which is a port or a porto okay so you could just say the name like read the name of yours and then I'll read the name of mine and then okay. you can actually send me a picture and I'll put it on the Instagram as well so they can see yeah so I'm drinking a port Tony Port wine by Don Pablo. So I actually didn't know this before today, but port wines come from Portugal and they're a dessert wine. So that's quite interesting. I'm actually quite excited to try this. I don't know if it tastes any different or Yeah, you haven't you haven't yeah. taken a sip yet. I haven't right? tasted it yet. Okay, good. Because I haven't I haven't opened mine up. You saw me, I didn't I hadn't even opened the thing. Yeah. But yeah, mine is Porto Morgado. It's a ten year old tawny. So I thought that was similar enough to what you had. And I've never, I've tried port wine before, but I think it was like Taylor Port. Do you, do you have you ever seen like Taylor Port wine? No. It's so popular here. Like I'd, I never heard of it before. Like in Kenya, I never tried it. I don't even think I ever saw it being sold. But in the US, especially in New York, a lot of guys will have Taylor Port in the house. And it's like a sweet wine because... Yeah, because, you know, port is like a dessert wine. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we're going to open the bottle. Yeah. And I'm going to see if, like, this microphone will capture that sound. Because <laughs> it, it did it in the last episode, so let's see. Oh, it did. <laughs> no, it got it. It got it. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to pour some in my glass. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, why is it this color? <laughs> Am I tripping? Dude, it's not like a rich red color. It's, it's like, like brown. <laughs> it's 
almost like yeah yeah because i was reading about it actually and they have like different flavors yeah so you can have like raspberry blackberry caramel cinnamon and chocolate yeah that's crazy i didn't even know that it's really interesting because like most bottles like most bottles of wine will say like what sort of like scents or notes are in the wine but this one doesn't it just says port and that's it (laughs) it doesn't say like whether it's i know tony port tony port like the one we're drinking now if i'm not mistaken it has like a um a berry and chocolate flavor if i'm not no 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 a caramel and nut flavor okay i get yeah i'm getting a lot of like the caramel from it it smells really sweet I, I don't i feel like i'm gonna get sick from this one <laughs> i don't like sweet wine at all i love sweet wine i prefer to dry actually what yeah I, I do not like dry wine at all well actually polar opposites because sweet wine is just <laughs> like i like the dry dry wines like I, I don't know why they just sit so well with me man but okay let's let's cheers to episode two Mm. I like it. Yeah, this is this is nice. Yeah, (laughs) it's so sweet. It feels like something you would put. You know when people make like black forest cake and then they put rum. They put rum. It almost tastes like rum. I think that's what's missing my head. It tastes like like rum and wine. Had a child, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, I usually go for white wine as well. So this is something different for me. This is, I think this is like my new favorite. No way. I really like it. This is so interesting because like I, I didn't I didn't know this about, I mean I knew you weren't like crazy about wine before, but I didn't know that you liked the actual opposite of what I like. Like I would never pick this out. Really? <laughs> no cap. Like I wouldn't even buy this again. What? So. Really? It's so sweet. It's it feels like I'm drinking like someone has poured like a, a tablespoon of sugar inside a glass of wine and then stirred it. And then like put like a shot of honey as well, because it's so it's so sweet. But yeah, anyways, um, so yeah, this is a port. I googled them a little bit before the episode, and it says a port is a sweet fortified wine produced exclusively in Portugal. Yeah, it's usually enjoyed as a dessert wine because of its richness, but sometimes it's served as an aperitif. So yeah, I can see this like amongst dessert uh, amongst like dessert because of the way it's so sweet like <laughs> even like the, the the like the flavors not the sweetness but like the other flavors it makes yeah yeah like there's there's definitely a lot going on in this one. yeah like, like for me I'm, I'm really getting that caramel type thing which is why i'm thinking of honey because it's like layered <laughs> i don't know i don't know how else to describe that it feels like there's actually layers on it it's interesting. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, this is that's the point of the podcast. We're supposed to learn different wines and talk to our guests. So let's get back to talking. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, what's the plural of wine? Is it just wine, or do you say wines? <laughs> I've been saying wines, but it sounds wrong. <laughs> it really sounds wrong. It does. It doesn't. Is it wine or wines? I think it's wine. Like, we bought 50 wines. I have a box of wine. Okay, yeah. I think it's wine. And boxes of wine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Singular. But I've, I've definitely heard it the other way as well. well. I've heard people saying 
These wines are. I know. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> if you're making it up, I don't know. <laughs> Sound right. Yeah, but back to our conversation. So, we are both like college-aged kids. Like I recently graduated. Ruby's still in school, and I think the journey has been so crazy. It has. Obviously, because of the things that have happened this last year, but even just comparing going to college in Kenya versus going to college in Australia versus going to college in the US or the UK. A lot of people also go to the UK. It must be so, so different. So I wanted to kind of do an episode about sort of like comparing our differences and like how our education has been and also just how living abroad has been and yeah. Okay, so Ruby, um, what are you studying? Why don't you tell them what you're studying? So I'm currently studying interior design, a Bachelor of Interior Design. I'm on my last year, so I'm finishing in a few months in December. I'm very excited to finish. And yeah, that's what I study. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I said this in the last episode. I feel like I did. I'm already forgetting. But yeah, I, I go to NYU and well, I went to NYU. I'm done. I'm done with school. But I studied integrated design media. It used to be integrated digital media. It's kind of a hard course to explain <laughs> because it's a bit of everything, but it's just, it's mostly design. It's a little bit of like programming, a bit of like, um, oh, well, a lot of like video production, audio production, all that stuff. So yeah, that's what I studied and in New York. Yeah. What do you, what's one thing you wish you knew before you went to uni? Oh, what's one thing I wish I knew? Um, I guess how to budget because well, my first like year I struggled with budgeting on so many levels like um, in my first semester I did not know what the heck I was doing as in I would literally buy something I would blow money every single week up until it reached a point where I checked my bank account and I had used so much money no, no. Learning how to budget is something I wish I knew because I learned that the hard way. And even now, I'm still learning. I'm like not 100% there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm learning. And I, I feel like if, if it was integrated, like when I was younger, like in high school, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. But it's like I was dropped and then told, you're give, being given this much money, go ahead and do whatever the heck you want. And then that was the, like the first time I had freedom to like actually buy the things that I want. So... I was spending aimlessly. Yeah. No, but it's funny that you said that you wish you were taught this in high school. But we kind of were. Don't you remember in boarding? <laughs> we used to have like a weekly allowance. No, but like that's different because the weekly allowance in, in, in high school was significantly less. And like, okay, yeah. We were in boarding school. So there was like, yeah. we we're only what buying were we even snacks. Spending it on? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> That's actually so sad. Oh, but but yeah, I I feel you on that like money, especially here cuz uh, I don't know if I said this. I definitely did, didn't say this before, but I did my first year of uni in Florida. And when I was there, it almost felt like an extension of high school. I didn't face as many responsibilities. I have to do it felt like it genuinely felt like I was in boarding school and then also, because I was surrounded by a lot of people that I went to high school with, it didn't feel it didn't feel that serious. But yeah, there was a time I think I went for spring break or something, and my money just like 
three days. <laughs> like, I went from I lost like six hundred dollars in three days. I, I don't even I don't even remember what we were buying. I don't know, <laughs> but it's gone. It it went so fast and yeah, Ugh, money. But yeah, the other thing I wish I learned was just like to be more cautious with people. Like, I think I was very naive. <laughs> I used to think that people were just honest about their intentions with everything. And <clears throat> what happened when I came here was that I got scammed. <laughs> I got what? scammed. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I even told you the story before. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when I was looking for an apartment here, I think I'd already lived here for about six months or something, and I was looking for a place to live. And then this realtor guy was like, yeah, there's an apartment here, blah, 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 it's a studio, all this. Then he sends me the address, he sends me a bunch of pictures, and I'm like, okay, this looks legit. So I'm like, okay, when can I come to see the place? Because, you know, you can't rent without seeing the place. He's like, oh, yeah, you can come on Friday. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me let me get my affairs in order. I, told, I even told my dad. I was like, your dad, we found an apartment. Yes, I'm not going to be homeless. <laughs> because like I think what was happening was the the hostel where I was living was like, they were like, yeah, you can stay, but you, you can only stay during the, the term of the semester. But I was staying for December. And they were like, yeah, you need to leave on December 14th. We don't want you here. So I was really like, I was like, I had a, a serious deadline to get out of where I was living. So, yeah, I went to go see that place on that Friday, and he wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't picking his phone. And then I was like, okay, what's going on? And then he sends an email, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I had to cancel. Blah blah, family emergency. Maybe you can come see it on Monday. So he kept delaying when I could come to see it, but he was being very professional <laughs> on these emails and whenever we spoke on the phone that i took it as oh you know it's it's getting competitive blah blah maybe he is he's doing like 10 tours a day and he doesn't have time because he, he has like many properties and all that so what happened was like i think a week later he was like yeah blah blah this other tenant is really interested in getting this apartment are you still interested? I'm like, yo, I haven't even seen it. He's like, oh, just don't worry. You can just pay $150 deposit and then I'll give you the keys and we can go on the tour and then go on your paperwork and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. $150, that's, that's not a big deal. I'm like, okay, so is this like a bank deposit? I'm writing a check. He's like, no, 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 actually, I want you to go to Western Union. And I feel like that should have been my second like red flag. Like, the first red flag was him saying to pay a deposit before you've even seen it. But (coughs) the second one was definitely him saying that I should, you know, go to Western Union instead of doing, like, a direct deposit. Because, you know, Western Union, you can send money to anyone, and there's not much of a trace. It's just a name. So, yeah, me, and I was so naive. I went to the (laughs) I gave him that $150, (laughs) and he ghosted me. Oh, <laughs> ghosted me gosh. and yeah i lost 150 dollars i never saw that apartment and i ended up just like living in an airbnb for another six months so i wish i knew better than to trust professional looking people on the internet because you can get scammed so badly that is crazy yeah and you know it's not like even it wasn't like actually i found the house on facebook or something it wasn't a proper apartment searching site yeah but people still scam people on there so you you literally can't trust anyone Hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was that was not a nice story. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fool. I would literally, literally cry. Like I cannot go through that. I mean, I can, but like, yeah. I don't know how. To... I feel like the worst part was just like telling my parents the next day. <laughs> I was like, yeah. because I was like, Daddy lied. <laughs> he was lying to me. <laughs> There's no apartment. That's <laughs> so embarrassing. I guess that's how we learn, though. I I think that's how you learn. Yeah, cause now now there's no way I would ever fall for something like that. And even yeah. if even if someone I know is looking for a place to rent, I'll tell them you'll be careful for these types of people yeah. because yeah. they're out there. But again, these are not lessons you learn in school. They're lessons you learn in life. I guess my next question is, what made you choose to go to Australia for uni? That's actually a good question. You know, in our last um our last time in high school you were applying to um a university in sydney and yeah 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 you were and then i was seated with you and you were like you know ruby you should just apply to this and this uni um you know you can if you get in we can be in the same country and i was like you know what let me just try so that i you actually pushed me to um apply and so i applied and then I forgot about my application for like two months. Like I didn't even finish it. And then prom, we finished prom and I was like, you know what? Let me finish this application. And then I got accepted and I was like, oh. So I told my mom and she did a bit of research on the uni and she was like, this is actually a very good uni and I want you to go there. So I ended up going to Australia because of that. Yeah, because before I think you were interested in like the uk yes i wanted to go to and the UK like spain so at some point was it italy it was italy Dude, yeah. it was italy it was switzerland and it was the uk but then i ended up settling for um australia yeah because i i really wanted to go to australia but i was refused <laughs> you know people have this idea that australia is so far I don't, it's just as far, isn't it? It's just as far as the US. Like, every time that conversation comes up, I'm like, bro, it's literally the same time flying from Nairobi to New York. Like, flying from Nairobi to Melbourne is literally the same time. So I don't understand this idea that Australia is further. Exactly. And she kept saying, you're going to, why are you going there? What's even, I don't know, maybe she has an idea that it's all just, like, the outback and it's the Yeah, people have this, like, very stereotypical view of like it's full of these weird animals and it's it's almost like how people see africa yeah, exactly <laughs> it's so ridiculous how can an african have the same stereotype man and every time i come back home people ask me so do you see like weird animals and i'm like no like it's not like yeah. that like these things happen if you live like in the you know like far out in like the outskirts but they mm. cannot come to like a built-up area so exactly like the proper cities like you're in melbourne melbourne is a big city so i don't see i don't think you're gonna see a crocodile exactly around on the street (laughs) (laughs) that's that doesn't happen that's bullshit it's like it's like being here and then saying oh you're in america i'm sure there's so many bears like i've never seen a bear in new york there's so many buildings what would it do exactly i mean the most you'll see is like rats and raccoons. Oh my gosh. In New York. Yeah. Yeah, eh. So many rats. So so many rats. What? Like, I'm, mm-hmm, in the I've had like 
they have the size of cats. Like I don't know if that's a rumor or if it's true. But the, like the, the New York rats are like they can grow up to the size of a cat. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I'm not. Wait, e- I wouldn't even be surprised. Like I've seen ones as big as this bottle. Like are you serious? I've seen a rat like this. Yeah, bro. Me and it's a I rat. And it's those brown ones, and you can see the teeth. Oh, the teeth are not even. God. They're jagged. Man. <laughs> <laughs> they look I like claws. Paint. It's so gross. And you, know, you just see them on the subway, like on the on the on the rails. Like on the track. Don't they do something like fumigate, whatever? Like I, I mean, they say they clean it, but those rats are still there. They're oh still my there. God. I think they they reproduce really fast, so even if they die, okay, they get yeah. replaced very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, for me, I chose to go. I wanted to go to Australia. Yeah. I was refused. I didn't I had zero interest in the UK. I don't know why. I was so anti UK at that time. I was like, why is everyone going to the UK? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you people tolerated me. I, I was such a you know like a poet like a yeah. someone who's so yeah. stiff in their ways. I didn't want to hear anything from anyone. So I was like, Yeah, I don't wanna go to the UK. Yeah. People who go there are just going to be too comfortable. It's gonna be too much like Kenya and I was like reality it's not. It's still another country. There's a lot of Kenyans, yes, but it's still another country. But I, I didn't want to go there for two reasons. One, um, it's, um, was that, oh yeah, was that it's three years and you needed to know exactly what you wanted to study. And I wasn't sure. I had a feeling that I was going to change my course. And I did. I even changed my school. <laughs> so it's a good <laughs> thing I didn't go there. But the other thing that, didn't, that made me not want to go there was just that at the time, I don't know if it's changed, but there was like a really strict law about students working after they leave. Like I, I think the rule was like after you graduate, you have like ten days, you have to leave the country, and then that's it. You can't even renew your visa unless you're coming to go to school again. So I was like, that's so stiff. Like that's so strict. And I wanted to be in a place where after I finish school, I could get a job get some experience and then decide if I want to stay in that part of the world or go back home, you know? And that's literally what I'm doing right now. So <laughs> yeah, it, it worked out. It worked out. But yeah, I mean, what's your what's your favorite thing about being in Australia now that you've been there for like four years? I honestly, like the first year I came to Melbourne, I hated it. I did not like being there and I wanted to go back home. And the, I don't know how, but like, now i'm like in love with melbourne like i do not want to leave that place i would say i love the people like people are very friendly there um there's this misconception that there's this like people are extremely racist like obviously racism is there i'm not gonna lie but like mm-hmm. my first um view of australians and melbournians in in general was like they were very friendly they were so willing to help me you know if someone would notice that like I'm a new person in Melbourne. They were willing to help me, give me directions and stuff. Um, other than that, it's like, I just like the fact that I've found this place where I get to be myself. Like, it feels like I'm just, that city specifically is bringing out mm. the best version of me. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. No, I can agree with that. I feel like you really blossomed into a beautiful adult. <laughs> Not just physically, but like, you know, mentally, yeah, emotionally, yeah. you know, we've, we've all grown up a bit in the past four years. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's really good. 
my favorite thing about new york would be sort of like would be what the the access like everything is just everywhere like everything is a train ride away or a short walk away or a bus ride away and it's so convenient like you can actually live in the city and never have to leave for your whole life and that's a, that's a very common thing in american cities i don't know if it's like the same probably even in melbourne it's the same yeah but like in other parts of the world like if you're in a city chances are well actually no with, with cities i think it's it's the same but like cuz new york is so small like it feels like the same size as nairobi sometimes sometimes it even feels smaller just because of how quick how quickly you can move around you know nairobi traffic is just convenient in terms of even going to the store like there's like a bodega on every street every block and you can just you can go buy bread you can go buy milk but all those small, small things you need they're right there like if i run out of deodorant i don't have to plan or oh, i have to go to target i don't know what to, no it's, it's a bodega just down here i don't What's even a know bodega? To a, a bodega oh it's a it's like a it's like a small shop imagine like a kiosk but if a kiosk oh. had like an actual store like the size of a pharmacy it's really small but it has like all of your essential needs like if you need to buy eggs or bread or milk or whatever they have that then they also have like snacks and stuff and then most of them will have like a sandwich station where someone is making food yeah yeah and then they also just have like regular essentials like deodorant or hand soap or not even face masks if you need them they have them there freezing i'm saying it's like What? a 7-11 yeah imagine that but like the food is better <laughs> yeah because 7-11 i feel like everything's wrapped in plastic but like there they actually yeah. make like fresh sandwiches oh yeah 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 like they have like all the the ham and the thingies and they they do like the pressing thing <laughs> so it's it's really nice it's, it's so convenient like i've never seen that much convenient and it's everywhere whether you're in Manhattan or in the Bronx or in Harlem or in Brooklyn like they all have the same thing and Nairobi needs to it's step up the game like yeah. another thing i like about Melbourne is like i don't have a car but i can get anywhere i want very easily like in Nairobi it's very hectic to move around if you don't have a car but like yeah, in Melbourne I like i can use the tram like, yeah you need a car for everything but I usually use the tram. Sometimes I take the train, but I just like how easily accessible everything is. Like it's very convenient and less stressful for like pedestrians and stuff. Mhm. And it's just even it's nice because of like they they make the sidewalks actually look like sidewalks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Nairobi is just a, like a dirt pile <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Other times, you know, there's like one tile thing and then somewhere in the middle it's gone. Yeah. You have to jump over the sewage then thing. Then even like crossing in Nairobi <laughs> is another thing. Like I even get scared sometimes because it's like the drivers don't even respect them as pedestrians. Yeah. It's like 
you yeah, know. there's zero respect. For, like here, <laughs> they have zebra crossings, and like even if there's no one standing there, the car still has to stop for at least one second, and then it can move. But in Kenya, if there's no one there, you think <laughs> even if you're there, <laughs> unless you're in the middle of the street, they're not they're not gonna stop. They'll keep going. The subway is also just very convenient because it's cheap. Like one ride is like two seventy five, so that's like really. Yeah, it's like less than 300 bob. Ours is like $4, $4 depending on where you're going. So like it, like the the train station has zones, so it has two zones, if I'm not wrong. So like zone one is like the cheaper areas, and then zone two is like gets more expensive by like a dollar. So like the most you can no, pay is imagine. like... Imagine here, if you get on it, you can go everywhere. with Like as long as you get to a station that has another connection... You can actually yeah. just pay that two seventy five the one time and get to the Bronx from Brooklyn and that's really far. Like you can do that. <laughs> it's probably like two hours of being on the train, but it's possible. Like it's not, and it's just f- like for that same amount. Whether I'm going just to the city to pick up something or whether I'm going all the way to New Jersey, I can still just pay that same two seventy five. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is about being a full time student. And sort of just like juggling the responsibility, but still trying to make the most out of your college experience. How has that been like for you? Well, okay. In my first year, I keep referencing my first year because me, I was just being reckless. <laughs> but in my first year, I literally as you had, should, honestly, yeah. But yeah, um, in my first year, I had no, um, what what do I say? I had no. What's the word? I don't know. I'm forgetting the word. Like restraint. No, like I had no. Yeah, I had no order of doing things. Like, I would just do things oh. as they come. So, like juggling a stu- being a student and like let's say social life and other things was so hard because I would leave my work till last minute and then the last week I'm panicking. You know, I'm stressed. I don't mm-hmm. sleep because I haven't done work for like that was introduced like two months ago. And I'm leaving it for like the last week. So that was really hard in the beginning. But um, now, in my last year, I'm a bit more organized. You know, like every single time the semester is about to start, I make sure that I make, um, what is it called? Uh, a schedule on my laptop. And then it has reminders of when assi- what assignments are due and when. And then I print out all my briefs and read through them. So just so that I'm prepared because yeah. it's just hectic when you don't even know what you're doing. Like... It's just crazy. So that stress, I told it I don't want it anymore. So I decided to get myself a bit more organized. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's that responsibility that comes as you go through the years. Like for me, again, yeah, even me, when I look back to my first year, what was I doing? I barely, like, sorry, mom and dad, if you ever hear this episode, but I was not good at attending classes. <laughs> and then I used to, like, I really liked going out because... In Florida, there was a lot of parties. Like, there were so many house parties. And I remember, like, I used to have a class, like a programming class, where assignments were due on Friday night. And Friday night, you know, yeah. it used to be like Friday yeah. at mid- 11.59 is when it's due. And I'm like, oh, man, I need to finish this, this programming so I can go to so-and-so's house for the pregame. I don't know what. <laughs> and, like, we'd, we'd actually, we, me, me and this other girl who was in the same course, we just like sit in my room for like two hours 
trying to make sense of the homework and then if we finish we finish if we don't finish oh well what's still going on <laughs> if the deadline passes i'm like hiya by the way it's 11:59 <laughs> and the thing is she was she had she had a bit more of like a stable mind than i did at the time yeah and she'd be like you know it's okay we submitted late you know they'll just deduct like five marks you could still do well. <laughs> no <laughs> it's 11:59 i'm going out <laughs> So yeah, I had zero, zero zero respect for my education at that time, but as time went on, I've definitely become more responsible. Like I even got like a uh what's this thing a bullet journal, and I use it. I even have one. Like I still use them till today, and I keep track of everything. Like I have like weekly schedules, monthly schedules, like everything. Like even this podcast, planning it out, it's all on there. Like what episode's gonna be with who. What wine we're drinking, blah blah, but yeah, that's something that helped for sure. But I also think that it got a bit harder when I started working, because you you also worked when you were in Melbourne, yeah. A f- short period of time, and then COVID hit, and then. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we we're gonna get to COVID, but we haven't even discussed COVID yet, and the episode is literally about the pandemic. But we'll we'll get to it. We're getting there, but yeah. Um. Yeah, so how was it working and going to school? Like, would you do it on the same days? Would you work in the weekend? So, the funny thing is that <laughs> for the first, like, two years, I was not working. I was too scared. Like, I was very scared of, like, stepping out of my comfort zone. And I was like, you know, how am I going to... I was mainly intimidated by, like, you know, um, scheduling my time and my assignments with work. So I started working mm-hmm. last in 2019, finally. And then I finally got the job. And when I got the job, it was during summer. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't before school started. So by the time yeah. COVID had started, uni had been like running for about three weeks. So it okay. wasn't really that hard to juggle. And then after COVID hit, um, we went into total lockdown, full lockdown. So I wasn't working anymore. So... I really don't even have much to talk about when it comes to work because I don't think I've had a huge experience with it because I was working when I was free. So that one was easy. Yeah, that's not that's not bad at all actually. I think mine was a bit rockier because my first job was at a a restaurant, like a pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to work after school. Like I would go there from 5 and i do like the, the the most popular shift that they would give me was from 5 to midnight because that's when they like they close at 11 but then before you're done cleaning and locking everything up it's usually midnight but i had to lie to my parents about that as well like i, I told them they closed at 10 <laughs> <laughs> i was home i was home at 11 because my mom was not happy she's like why are you working like this for my ta it's not that serious if you need more money the other way is just come back to kenya i was like no 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 <laughs> i need some some financial independence because like when i got that job i was actually really really broke i think like that was the, that was like when new york really hit me and i realized how expensive this place was but yeah, i would work after school and also i would also work in the weekend and that was kind of tough because i think i, I wasn't living in school at the time so i i sort of missed out on being a part of the NYU community during the time that I was working because I never used to go for school events every day after work I was every day after school I was going to work so I wasn't really hanging out with classmates either so the people I got close to were actually my coworkers 
yeah, it was it was different, but it was also really nice. I feel like I learned more about the city, but that job was really taxing. Like my homework was struggling, my grades were struggling. I had zero time to study. Like I used to try and study at the job like, wow. when I was on my lunch break. I'd like open a book and try to go through it, but it never worked. So I just had, I knew I had to quit, and then I ended up getting a job at school, which was way better because. Wow. The hours were like, it was a chill job. Like I could do homework at, at that job. I just had to sit at the desk and make sure I was there if someone called and all. <laughs> so it was, it was a much more relaxed experience and it paid better too, oddly enough. Yeah. yeah. Mm, the things you learn. See, these are the things again <laughs> you should have known in high school. <laughs> you need to get a job in uni. If I knew, I would have gone looking for one. <laughs> Honestly, like when I, before I even got the job, when I was still looking for the job, like, in melbourne like you have teenagers working like people start working when they're like 15. so i felt like i was so behind i'm like i'm literally 20 21 19 whatever and i've never worked in my life i've only done like internships so i felt like i was so behind and i was also wondering Mm -hmm. why don't we do that in kenya like why don't we have like teenagers it's impossible yeah like unless you're working for your family yeah chances are you can't get any kind of work like the only (laughs) my resume (laughs) my first resume i had those those high school work experiences (laughs) (laughs) the ones we did for like two weeks oh my yeah (laughs) my first resume was struggling like it was just hard to build it and i remember looking at it like how the heck am i even supposed to get a job with this stupid thing like (laughs) i I barely have anything on it yeah, like ninety percent of that thing was just education. Like I'd put high school, <laughs> uni, <laughs> change schools, put the second school, I don't know what. And then I put like a lot of skills like Microsoft yeah, Word, yeah. typing, organization, <laughs> leadership. You know, you you have to gas yourself up because when experience is lacking, you have to you have to fill up the page with other things. So yeah, even filling out a resume was something that I feel like you had to learn on your own. Yeah, I didn't. There was know. never a class for that. Although at NYU there actually ended up being one, but it's at the end, like in my senior year. Yeah. Actually, was it? No, it was in my second to last semester. So, in like around this time last year, the class I was taking had that and. It was just, it felt so late yeah. to me yeah. because first I'd already had two jobs at that point. I'd done a couple of internships. So I was like, why, like, this is the wrong time for you to be, t- you should have taught me this in the first semester. Yeah. And it would have been more useful because I would have had time to build it and actually get better jobs when I didn't know how to get one, you know? That was interesting. But yeah, speaking of how things have changed in the last one year. How has the pandemic affected your education? Gosh, the pandemic. Honestly, the adjustment from face-to-face learning to online was just... Me, I was not there for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, In the first, like, three months, I was so unhappy. I was just like, bro, me, I want to quit school. Like, yeah. you know, I usually don't mix my place, like, my home, my house with, like, work stuff. So when I was in Melbourne, before COVID... I would usually do all of my uni work from the library. So, like, I'd wake up in the morning, shower, and I'd leave the house by, like, latest, like, maybe 11 o'clock. And then I'd do my work until maybe 6, latest. On some, t- some days it would be later, like, till, like, 11. But there was no day where I was doing my uni work at home. 
because I just wanted to separate those two mm-hmm. vibes. So every time I came back home, it was like, I'm just coming there to relax, to chill, you know, invite my friends and stuff like yeah. that. So like now that adjustment to, you know, having to study from online meant that I'm using my home, a place of leisure to study. So that for me was really hard. Like I was procrastinating all the time. My motivation levels had gone down. I just didn't feel like it doing work. And I remember I had um requested like extensions, like for almost all of my classes because I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it. But then I also found that for one particular class, I was doing like this mm-hmm. extensive course. So it, it happens for like half of the semester as opposed to like the full semester. So when the second half of the semester came, I was doing that intensive course. So I had a lot more work to do. So I found that when I have more work, I'm more focused and motivated. So it was actually like half-half. Towards the end, I kind of learned how to juggle the two. And I ended up doing really, really good. So, I mean, it wasn't that it's bad, better. but it was it was something, you know, <laughs> learning to adjust and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's actually so interesting. Because that, that, there's a theory about that, how work sort of compresses to the amount of time you have to do something. So... If I know I have this task and from doing the task before, I know it takes like five or six hours, but I know I have three days to do it. Chances are I'll wait until I have just five hours to do it because in my mind, I remember that's as long as it took to do it. Yeah. But even in a situation where I don't know how long something takes, if I try to spread it out over the course of several days, somehow... I would have a harder time doing that than if I crammed it all into the last possible minute. And I don't know why that that happens, but that's just, a, I guess it's just how humans are. We, are. we are born to procrastinate. We only do things when we really have to, which is bad. It's really it is bad. bad. But yeah, for me, it was also, it was also like a, a bit of a challenge just because when it started, I went home. Like my immediate, like you, you were locked down in, the, in Australia, so you... We kind of stayed there for the beginning of it, but me and my parents, we decided that I would go back to Kenya, like as soon as, like right before, actually before Kenya got locked down, <laughs> I think I was I was probably one of the people bringing the virus to the to Kenya. <laughs> I'm sorry for all the people who got ill around that time, but yeah, I flew straight back home. It was really weird because I was so scared first of all about getting my parents sick, so I was quarantined in my bedroom and yeah they gave me they put like a desk in the room and that was just like my whole life for two weeks i was doing my class sitting on my bed sitting on the desk sitting back on the bed sitting back on the desk and like i wouldn't leave the room because i was really scared to put them my dress because i was like yeah i was in new york i know i have the shit i'm probably sick (laughs) but i'm i'm not seeing any symptoms and when it was over like when the two weeks were over I still had like maybe another month of school left and it was rough just because of the time difference. Imagine staying up until three in the morning to finish to attend the class. Like what? <laughs> Have you met me? I like sleeping. Like I like going to bed. I feel like there's a proverb somewhere, a Kikuyu proverb that says when sleep comes, don't deny it. Because <laughs> those are my words. I live by those words, man. If I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. But yeah, I told the professors about it and they tried to be understanding but the truth was like a lot of other time people were not so used to using zoom and everything so they would forget to record a 
a, a class or some t- sometimes or they would forget to send something and they were like oh yeah everyone was in the class anyways and it affected my grades a bit but i ended up doing okay in the end because i got like extra credit but yeah i didn't i didn't enjoy that which is why for my last semester i actually came back to new york even though it was still a risk i was like you know there's no point of me hustling to do something in the middle of the night especially when kenya power is always playing games <laughs> you never know <laughs> you never know when the wifi is going to cut man even right now you might disappear and i won't even ask a question because i'll know <laughs> you can't you can't complain <laughs> it's just the way it's just the way things are unfortunately but yeah i was like i'm not going to risk all that on my last semester i want to make sure that i give it my all you know and i get the best possible outcome so i went back because it was also like at that time Kenya had just opened so it was it, it was really weird and I'm glad that I'm done with school now I can't imagine going back for another semester <laughs> I don't know how you're doing it me I I'm, I'm tired like I just want to be done I I'm tired yeah and you you guys the the time zones even like the the time difference is worse for you because it's like you have to wake up early yeah like my first class starts when it's like 2 a.m. in Kenya Oh gosh. I know and it ends at the next morning at like 9 or 10 or 10 a.m. So like if I have a class running for the whole day, I have to literally be up for the whole night, but you know, my my teachers know that I'm here, so they they record for me. Yeah, that's so nice. that's better. It's better but it's I would honestly have had time to adjust. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing, mm-hmm. but I would honestly love to go back. I do not like studying from from here with all the time difference and everything and then also like studying cuz you know if I'm in Melbourne I live by myself so there's limited distractions when I'm actually in class or studying yeah. or st- but like I live with my family when I'm here so like I could mm. be attending Your a class and someone decides to call me to show me some ridiculous thing and I'm like bra you could have just waited for like the next one hour but you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like the boundaries just don't exist yeah like, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, the pandemic really really messed everything up for a lot of people. Like I know people who ended up taking a gap year during it, but then, you know, it didn't end after one year. Like everyone thought it would. Yeah. So the gap was the gap ended up being pointless because it's still everything is still mostly online right now. So I don't even understand what the point was for doing all that. But yeah, is there anything specific that you're worried about missing out on? towards cuz now you have like this is your last year right so like so when i came here i came here as a break like i always come during the december break so yeah. when i came obviously Mel- australia in general was just in lockdown and they had closed their borders to everyone but you know obviously you could still leave if you weren't an australian resident or citizen so me i decided to come back because at the time you know the borders were going to be opened up by december but that did not happen <laughs> So I've been stuck here and because of that it's my last year I'm feel like I'm missing out on a number of things like just, yeah. just meeting people you know just just the vibe of Melbourne in general like I'm wasting my I just feel like I'm wasting my time being in Kenya you know like I, it's just one more year left and now it's less than a year cuz yeah but yeah, yeah you already started the semester yeah I have one more mm-hmm. semester to go so I mean it's okay it, it is what it is like I can't do anything about it but like 
mm-hmm. just that feeling of missing out on your last year of being in a specific location and I left yeah. when I wasn't ready to leave it's just it's very heavy to carry around but it's mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah for me one of the things that I'm still holding a grudge about missing out on is graduation oh yeah and oh, yeah. I feel like my parents feel it a bit worse than me because they were they were hyped you know <laughs> they were like yeah it's our last child she's finishing school it's the last graduation we're going to and that's you know I do a master's or something and they were hyped they wanted to come like we had big plans we're like yeah you're gonna you're gonna come for graduation we're gonna go on a cruise or something and now all those things have been just like yeah pause <laughs> and uh, there's no ceremony i mean there's a virtual ceremony but i honestly my parents can't even attend because it's at three in the afternoon here which means it's gonna be like midnight in kenya <laughs> or even oh no, maybe not midnight like 10 or it, yeah yeah like 10 p.m in kenya so maybe they could attend the beginning but by the time it's over they'll be tired they're not gonna want to watch the whole thing so yeah that sucks so um america is still taking in like tourists and stuff yeah yeah what? in fact now it's it's becoming more chill because a lot of places are getting like a lot there's vaccines everywhere yeah you can get them really easily but yeah okay now that we're kind of getting towards the end i guess we should ask you some wine questions do you have now th- you actually broke my heart with this already but do you have a favorite type of wine Please tell me what it is. Okay, me, I'm not a wine person. Let me just put that out there. I don't drink wine okay. unless, you know, someone has bought and I'm just drinking. But I found that I really like sweet white wine. I don't know why, but I just really like it. Don't ask mm-hmm. me the specifics because me, I don't know. May I just pick any? Just <laughs> <laughs> all the sweet ones. Yeah, all the sweet ones and just drink. But yeah, that's that's what I like. But now that I've tasted this one, I really uh. like it, like... I really like the sweetness. You find it too sweet? I think it's yeah. it's really just on point. <laughs> That's so interesting, man. Because me, I'm feeling like I'm getting that car phlegm on my throat. <laughs> you know, when you eat a lot, when you take like a lollipop or something, <laughs> you feel that layer of sugar on your throat. That's how I'm feeling from this. It's so sweet. But maybe it's just because I really have a taste for dry wine. So maybe I'm just being extra. Because it's not bad. It tastes nice. It's just sweeter than i expected it is uh, it actually surprised me and i'm gonna do this in every episode you could either tell me your first sip or your worst sip and this doesn't have to be a wine in general just any alcohol like the first time you ever had alcohol or the worst time you ever had it <laughs> you can choose whichever you'd like to tell the worst i'll talk about the worst time because it's my first one that one is a bit of a risky story. <laughs> oh, it's not good. I, I said my first one, by the way, in the first episode. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a very short story, so yeah. So my worst, worst alcohol experience, I'll just say experience, was in Melbourne. First year, obviously, you know, recklessness and... <laughs> but yeah, um, so we were in our first year, you know, me and my other friend were getting to know the city and stuff, so... We decided to go buy alcohol, and at the time it was autumn. So autumn, that was my first experience with like autumn. I didn't know it got that cold. So yeah, yeah. So it got really cold, but I was dressed in like a summery sort of outfit, and we're going out for the literally the whole night. Anyway, so yeah. Um, what happened was we got super, super, super drunk, and I was walking around, 
in the freaking cold, um, you know, dressed like a whore. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> how to say that? <laughs> like a short dress. Yeah, short you dress. Know, I've actually, I've never actually been the one to wear short dresses. By the way. Like even in my going out days, I still really? I never got to that level of like short short skirts. I don't know why. Like I've done it, but not that often. What I love dresses so much. Like when I'm going out, my go-to outfit is either a dress or like a nice skirt. But yeah, anyways, going back to the topic. Um, yeah. So like I ended up, um. So we ended up leaving because we were super drunk. We left the club at like four a.m. And I was walking okay. home. Like, I was walking home dressed in minimal clothing in the cold at, like, 4 a.m. So, like, when it's at night, the temperatures drop. So, I got yeah. home, and 30 minutes after I got home, I felt sick. Like, I was not okay. So, I called my friend when I'm still drunk. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, me, I think I'm... Wait, what were you drinking? I don't even know. I don't remember. People, you know when you go out and there's random people buying you drinks? I don't know what I was mm. drinking, but... I was just drinking anything people were giving to me. Ah, so by 5 a.m., I had left. I had gotten home at 4. By 5 a.m., I was in the emergency room, and I had pneumonia. And so I was admitted. Yeah, I was admitted to hospital. Honey, how short was how short was what you were wearing? I was admitted to hospital. For like, no, so the thing is, we, were out, we had gone for like a day event thing, and it was still cold during the day. So I was enduring all that cold. For the day and then at night. So I had pneumonia and I was admitted to hospital for like two weeks. So that's literally my worst experience with alcohol. And I'm so cautious right now to go out and like, you know, dress warmly or at least color. I mean, at least cover myself with like a jacket or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's actually yeah. so wild. I had no idea. I've never heard someone get pneumonia <laughs> night out. That's deep. Unless it was raining. It didn't even rain, did it? I even remember. But you know, Melbourne weather is just weird. Like, one minute it's sunny, the next it's windy, the next it's raining. So, like, it's very unpredictable. So, maybe it yeah. was. I don't That's know. something that I think we lucked out with in terms of being born in Kenya. Like, the weather is so consistent there. It's always almost, like, within the same 10 degrees. <laughs> like, it never gets, like colder than 15 degrees or something yeah there would be such a nice place to be in terms of weather yeah well yeah so in the last episode we learned that not all wines are meant to age and that the specific traits that make a wine age worthy but i didn't tell them what the traits were so i'm gonna tell them today do you do you happen to know what those are no i don't okay good 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 because i'm excited to say (laughs) um yeah so the first thing is acidity so wines that have higher acidity last longer because acidity tends to like flatten out over time um the second one is tannin and tannin is basically what makes wine dry (laughs) because and it's also what makes wine like the color that it is because it's something that comes from the contact of the grape juice (laughs) or the wine with the skins of the grape so with like white wine the grapes don't have any contact with the skin they're peeled immediately the third one is low alcohol so alcohol is volatile in non-fortified wines so like in dry wines alcohol is volatile which is why 
it can turn into vinegar if you keep it for too long. Oh, so really? if the alcohol, yeah, yeah, it can turn like you, like the example that they gave was with the Titanic. You know, how it, sh- it it sunk and everything. There was a lot of bottles of wine in there, and when they discovered them, they had all turned into vinegar. What from being. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they weren't because everyone was like, "Oh yeah, wines they age, they age fine. Like those wine will be okay." No, because they had higher alcohol, they ended up being, you know, turning into vinegar. So the lower the alcohol is, the better for a non-fortified wine. For this one, it doesn't need to have because for like port, because it's fortified, it's sweet. It doesn't matter the alcohol level. In fact, port wines usually have higher alcohol levels. Like this one has twenty percent. So if something is like thirteen percent or more, that's a lot of alcohol for wine. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. And then the fourth thing is residual sugar. What 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 does yours say? Say. Oh, mine says I think nineteen. Yeah. So if it's thirteen or more, that's like a lot of alcohol for a wine. But yeah, um, the fourth thing is residual sugar. So. People assume that dry wines age the best, but it actually turns out that sweet wines, like this port right here, <laughs> happen to age better because of the residual sugar. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting fact, and that's what those are the four things that determine whether a wine is age worthy or not. So maybe this one, this one says it's ten years old. So go port. Although I'm not the biggest fan. I guess it must be a good wine. <laughs> it just doesn't feel good on my throat, okay? <laughs> yeah. I think it's exquisite. Exquisite, whatever. But yeah, um, thank you so much for being my first guest on the podcast. This is really Thanks for having me. This was really nice. Yeah. Talking and yeah. sipping on wine. Mm-hmm. I think this virtual thing is not so bad. Even though it's really early in the day for me to be drinking, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just setting the pace for my Saturday. It's fine. But yeah, um, thanks so much for being here. Thank you all for listening. And please be sure to subscribe and leave a review and share it with all of the wine lovers in your life. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.